Fan Junkies Radio is brought to you by FanJunkies.net, where sports meets social networking. And welcome to another episode of Fan Junkies Radio, and it's episode 81. That's right, 81 episodes. We're inching closer and closer and closer to that 100th episode. And yes, we plan to have a very, very special episode that day for all of you. I'm your host, Jonathan Raggis. Alongside me, as always, my partner in crime, Mr. Mike, likes to fly kites, McShane. I, I was just about to say, you know, what a beautiful day. It feels like kind of dad like to go fly a kite. You sure? <laughs> <laughs> Do you really want to fly a kite, Mike? I, you know, you know. Let's just say, go ahead, tell you know, tell everybody the story you just I, read to me. Well, <laughs> listen, if we're gonna do it, we gotta do it right. And what you gotta do is, it's kind of like, uh, uh, kind of like, you know, that that what do they call that? That sailing where you're behind a a, a boat, right? Yeah. And you, I, I forget, I don't know what that's called. Anyhow, if you're gonna go fly a kite, you gotta do it right. You gotta be doing it on the back of a moving car. You know, that's what you gotta do. Apparently, a story I came across this morning, there's a guy in California. Unfortunately, he's in critical condition because he fell off the back of a of a moving vehicle while flying a kite. Unbelievable. That, I, I, I just, I, I'm sorry, I had I, to laugh out loud. I, I, I just don't know what to say. I, I, you know, look, I don't want anybody to be in critical condition, but who does that? It's 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 a shame. Like we said, Mike, uh, pre you know, pre show, I told you, I, I I don't know what's going on with people these days. I really don't. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, let's get to actual sports. The funny stuff, thing, Mike. Uh, real quick, though, the funny thing at the end of the article, the very last sentence was, uh, uh, authorities indicated uh, alcohol was not involved. I guess the only, yeah, the only way they I, I, was, was he developing a new sport? Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Well, see, that's why I thought we really ought to have this as as a as a big topic today. You know, uh, a new sport, uh, kite flying off the back of a car. But it, it, you know, the funny thing is, it's obvious that uh, even authorities were thinking that anybody dumb enough to do this, they would have to have been under the influence. Yeah, so I'm I'm guessing he took a breathalyzer. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, uh, he probably took one on his way down to the ground, falling off the back of the car. Unbelievable. And how old is he? Twenty-two years old. Yeah, well, you know those uh, 22-year-olds, man, they haven't matured yet. I don't know. Unbelievable. Anyway, let's get into some actual sports. Oh, and, uh, before we actually do start, just want to, uh, from uh, all of us here at Fan Junkies Radio, want to send our condolences out to Houston Rockets, play-by-play announcer Craig Akerman, whose uh, parents, both of them, uh, both 66-year-olds, uh, were killed in a uh, car accident late, wow. late last night. So, once again, our prayers and condolences out to uh, Craig Ackerman, his friends and family, over the uh, loss of his parents. Tragedy. Yeah. Real tragedy. Sucks. Um, all right, Mike, uh, we got a long show here today, so let's get into our hat trick picks, the hat trick challenge presented by Enterprise over at NHL.com. Once again, if you want to try to play against me and Mike and be mediocre as we are. Oh, God, it would be so easy to beat us. That's not even funny. Absolutely. Head over to hattrick.nhl.com and look for the Fan Junkies Radio League and join up with us. Um, today's questions, Mike, first question. Which team will win between the Montreal Canadiens and the Boston Bruins? 
good good game here. This is uh, the two top two top teams in that uh, particular division. So, uh, good game. It's a home game for Boston, so I'm going with Boston on this one. Yes, I feel bad for uh, Scott Blooney over at Sports Blogger Radio, so I'll pick the Boston Bruins for him. You feel bad for him? Oh yeah, I feel bad for him. Oh, but any reason why? Well. Yeah. Oh, the fact he's a Boston fan. I, yeah, I can understand exactly. That. So. Yeah, okay, I got you, I got you. Yeah, But, you know, I kind of put him under the bus uh, when we had John Leary on last week. So. Ah, okay, yeah. Hey, yeah, well, that's I'm making we, it up to you, Scott. We did do that, we yeah. did do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, listen, he was calling for equal time last night, I'm not sure. I think I think we owe it to him. I don't know, man. Uh, you know what, I'll see uh, what kind of offers we get. So. <laughs> What's right. it worth to you, Scott? What's it worth? <laughs> How much? <laughs> One pound provolone cheese, Scott. Uh, All right, man. Uh, second question. Will the Minnesota Wild score at least one power play goal tonight against the Phoenix Coyotes? This is a tough call, Jonathan. This is a tough Sorry, question tough. of the entire day. Yeah. Um, Minnesota's got an 18.5 uh, power play percentage, uh, while Phoenix has got an 82% penalty kill. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say Minnesota does score a power play goal. I say no against the Phoenix Coyotes. Okay. Which team will win between the Anaheim Ducks and the San Jose Sharks? A very good game, Mike. Explain to me why the Sharks are favored in Vegas on this one. The Sharks are actually favored, and the only thing I can think of is because it's a home game for them. Right. I'm going with the Ducks. Yeah, Ducks as well. Going Ducks all the way. So the second question is either going to make or break either one of us, Mike. There we go. Unless we're both wrong on the uh, first. On everything, uh, which is more than likely. But that's more yeah, than likely. Yeah, we're still tied four. What is it, 4-4 four, four? or 3-3? Three, three? Oh, gosh, I haven't even looked at it. I think it's still 3-3, three, three, isn't yeah. it? Well, 3-3. Three, three, so. uh, it's a tie, whatever it is. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I've been stuck at five. You've been stuck at six now for like two weeks. So. Yeah, I will make sure I have an update ready to go for uh, uh, for Friday. Yeah, absolutely. We'll I'll, get give to a, I'll get cumulative numbers on both of us for uh, Friday. Absolutely. All right, Mike, it's that time again. It's Today in Sports. Today in Sports. Hey, John, you know, it's a slow day in history. <laughs> a slow day in sports, unless you're flying kites off the back of cars. <laughs> it's a slow day in history. Um, but I found this one rather interesting. Nineteen years ago today, Magic Johnson became the head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers, mm. and he coached to the final 16 games wow. of the 93-94 season. Wow. So I found that I found that rather interesting. I uh, it would seem to me that perhaps maybe uh, they might want to talk to him and um, they might want to do something similar. <laughs> hey, you never know, man. It's happened before, and I'm sure it'll happen again, Mike. Well, uh, with the Lakers, yes. I think everything's happened to them. This Considering uh, now they're out without Ron Artest, probably for the rest of the season in the playoffs. That's, that's what it sounds like. Yep. Oh well. I have no hard feelings there for Ron. I was going to say you're, that that wouldn't uh, you, you're you're not uh, crying over that one. Uh no 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 definitely not. Uh, before we get into uh, leading into some basketball and NHL updates, just want to throw the number out there for everybody. It's three four seven two three seven five three seven three. Call in. It's kind of like an open forum Wednesday here on Fan Junkies. So call in, ask us your sports questions, throw out some comments. Um, if there's something you think we should be talking about, let us know. Yeah, we haven't heard from Joey in a while. Where are you at, Joey? Joey doesn't like us no more. Ah, uh, what? Joey doesn't like us no more. Uh, but we still love you, Joe. So. And I, I wished him a happy birthday and everything the other day. Yeah, yeah, I did too, but whatever. Ah, no, I'm just kidding. Joey's a good friend of ours. So. All right, man, NHL update. Uh, last night, three games on the bill. My New York Knicks knocking out the Boston Celtics 100-285. Big, big games from J.R. Smith and Carmelo Anthony. And I got to say this, Mike. Yep. What a... Uh, a Amazing play by Kenyon Martin, and I don't think anybody thought that Kenyon Martin was going to come in here and be such a huge part 
of the New York Knicks, but with the injuries to Amare Stoudemire. Yep. Wow. I mean, last night wasn't his best game. Nine points, five rebounds, one block shot. He's had some better games over the last couple of games. But still, getting 25 minutes from Kenyon Martin has been huge for this New York Knicks squad. New York Knicks now at 43-26 and 26 on the season, taking second place back in the Eastern Conference last night. Yes, they did. Second place overall, that's right. Um, and looking looking better, uh, you know, as they continue. You know, they they had a period of, of what, about two and a half, three weeks there, Jonathan, where they were really kind of mediocre. Yes. Six and four now in their last ten. Yep. Uh, and they've got themselves a two-and-a-half game uh, lead over Brooklyn. Absolutely. They are on a five-game win streak right now playing the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. going to be a very, very good game. Oh, there's a good one. That is a good game. Absolutely. And that's games tonight. Yes. Wow. Other two games out of Bills last night, Tim Wolves and Pistons. T-Wolves won 105-82. Nobody cares about that game. Uh, <laughs> another game going into OT. The Mavericks actually down the Los Angeles Clippers 109-102. Dirk Nowitzki, 33 points. Man, ageless wonder, man. This guy yes. doesn't stop. Absolutely, I agree with you. Doesn't I agree stop. with you. Closer and closer, though, we inch over there in Miami. 27 wins in a row now. And, you know, I, I, it was interesting, Jonathan, because I put up the comment uh, yesterday over on our Frat House Sports Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, look, let's get it straight. I'm not a big LeBron fan. I'm not even really a, all that big a Miami Heat fan. But it's interesting that when uh, phenomenons like this occur, and you start to get closer and closer and closer to magic moments, magic marks. And I guess the magic mark here for for this one would be that 33 win uh, point, right? Because that's the record that they're going for. Uh, and that was what the Lakers. Yes. So 33 wins. If they if they get to that 33 in a row, they would they would tie the Lakers 34. They would break the record. Yes. It, you know, I I got to throw it out there. You threw the number out there before. Is anybody not rooting for Miami? I think there's a lot of people not rooting for Miami to get this. I mean, I I actually find myself going, oh, man, come on, let's do it. I'm actually tuning into the game just to see that they're going to win another one. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, as I told you, Mike, uh, it's an incredible feat. If they get it, if they match the record and even go over it, I will give them their props. To me, the Los Angeles Lakers won – would still be better because at that time there were a lot more teams that were more competitive in the league, in the NBA. Um, It's easy for teams to go on win streaks when you're playing the likes of the Orlando Magic and the Charlotte Bobcats and whoever else is terrible in the league. Back in that NBA, there weren't a lot of teams that were terrible. So to me, the Magic, uh, excuse me, the Lakers one would be a lot, it, it would still be a bigger feat. But this is an incredible feat, and I and I and I totally give Miami their props. Really cool thing about this, though, Mike, is Pat Riley was a member of the Los Angeles Lakers when they won 33 straight games, mm-hmm. and he's the president of the Miami Heat. Yes, yes. So he's going to be a part of history twice if it happens. If they do it, right? Uh, now you know we, we, you know, I almost you almost start to hedge your bet a little bit. You don't want to necessarily jinx it by talking too much about it. Um. You don't have. Do you have their? Can you? Uh, let me see if I can get their schedule. I'm just curious. They play match. the uh, Bulls tonight. They play who? They play the Chicago Bulls tonight. They, uh, is that home or away? That is at the United Center, so that's in Chicago. Ooh, okay. And uh, don't worry about that. That's a win for them. Okay. Um. Then they play the New Orleans Hornets. That they're actually in New Orleans on Friday. Here's the bigger pieces now. Sunday at San Antonio. Oh. 
Tuesday at home versus the Knicks. So that's two teams that could actually beat them. Right. So uh, tonight would be 28. New Orleans would be 29. Spurs and Knicks would be 30 and 31. After that, at Charlton, Philadelphia, they get the record. Wow. They're going to tie it. All right. So the only hockey, a little bit tougher, but you could see them beating that 33 game winning, but they're going to have to go through San Chicago, Antonio York and San Antonio first. San Antonio and the Knicks, yeah. And, and you might be right. I mean, those could be the two games right there. Um, and again, that San Antonio game, uh, I'm guessing, is that, is that a home game for them? Oh, that's uh, at San Antonio. Oh. Oh. That That's a big – listen, if they can beat San Antonio at home for the 30th game, that's huge. Wow. That's huge. But at the same time, them facing a very, very good San Antonio team could really tie them out for the Knicks on April 2nd. And San Antonio is 30-4 at home. All right. Now, they turn right around and they play the Knicks. Uh, how many days do they have in between? Two. Okay. So, all right. All right. But after the Knicks, they got three days. They play Charlotte. Back-to-back, they play Philadelphia. April, uh, fifth, Charlotte. Sixth, Philadelphia. Right. Three more days, Milwaukee. So Milwaukee would be that 34th game. That would be the, that would be the, the, the one that they break in. And then after that, Washington, Boston, Chicago, Cleveland, Orlando. That's it. They could honestly end the season on like a 40-game win streak. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Excuse me, 39. I'm sorry. All right, so what are we looking at? We're looking at about 12, 12 games, in most cases about 12 games remaining in the season. Would that be about right? Correct. Okay. All right. So, you know, wow. like, we'll give my props to Miami, but at the same time, I still think the Lakers' uh, seat was a little mis- more special. This NBA season has moved very, very quickly, it feels. Very, it's, very, it's, very quickly, Mike. Yeah. Very. So yeah. let's, um, let's look at the uh, – Standings right now, and let's yep. talk, talk playoffs. Uh, if the playoffs were to happen today, it would be Milwaukee, Miami in the first round, Boston, New York second round, Atlanta, Indiana. Uh, excuse me, everything first. I'm sorry, I just I, I just screwed myself up. It would be Miami versus Milwaukee, Boston, right. New York, Indiana, Atlanta, Chicago, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Out in the West, San Antonio Lakers, Houston, OKC, Golden State, Denver, Memphis. Clippers going to be a phenomenal playoffs out in the West. Oh, no doubt about it. The West is absolutely. I agree with you. Going to be a lot of. A lot uh, more interesting. I think there's going to be a shocker or two. So a lot more interesting out in the West actually than in the East, in my opinion. Yes, I agree. I agree. So let's go into. Well, now wait a minute. You said that you 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 think there's going to be a shocker. Where would you see the first one coming? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I think there's going to be. There's a lot of things setting up for a team to fall down. I mean, honestly, they go into the playoffs on the 39 game win streak. What a historical shocker it would be if Milwaukee could defeat Miami in the first round. Mm-hmm. I mean, historical. You'll hear about that. On top of, uh, you know, the Red Sox dropping games to the Yankees in the playoffs. I mean, it'll go up to being that kind of a shocker. Oh, it would absolutely would be, but it's... Yeah. Uh, 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 sorry, it happening. It's not going to happen. No, but... With all due respect, I'm going to... Can I be honest? I, I think the Lakers would have a better shot at knocking off San Antonio than Milwaukee would have had knocking off Miami. I don't see either happening, but... I don't either, but... but Honestly, out, out of all of these games, I see... Uh, Houston probably having a better chance at knocking out OKC. Okay. 
I wouldn't like to see that. I would like to see the OKC go far, possibly into the finals if Golden State can't get there. But I could see Golden State. I could see Golden State knocking off Denver. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I honestly believe Golden State is going to take on you know take Denver out. So. Especially Golden State now. I mean, they're playing up to uh, what they were in the beginning of the season on a three-game win streak right now. So New York would play. Uh, your Knicks would play the Celtics. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, Celtics in six or uh, Knicks in six, rather. I I I honestly see that that matchup going seven games, Mike. Woo! If that matchup goes seven games, New York's not making it out of the second round. Wow. Only because of the uh, the uh, tired legs they have right now and a lot of the injuries. Oh, agreed. If they agreed. Get, listen, if Amari can come back for the playoffs and healthy, and uh, you know what, you only get you only have Kenyon Martin for 20 games, and somehow or some way Rasheed Wallace comes back and is able to play in the playoffs, that would be great. I don't see it, but yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. Setting up, setting up interestingly. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the NHL games from last night. My Rangers defeated your Flyers, Mike, 5-2. to two. Uh, two goals from Rick Nash, goals from Brad Richards, Kreider, Stepan, Wayne Simmons, and Voracek for the Flyers. Yep. Maple Leafs knocked out the Panthers 3-2. Penguins won nothing over the Canadians. Capitals lost 3-2 to the Islanders. Winnipeg Jets 4-1 over the Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Lightning 2-1 over the Sabres. Blues lost Three nothing to the Oilers. I don't think anybody saw that happening. Right. Blackhawks two nothing over the Flames. They continue their trend of winning games. Canucks one nothing over the Blue Jackets. Mm-hmm. Let me say this about the Blue Jackets. They've had a lot of games where they've only lost by one goal. By, by a goal is exactly it's right. Good teams. Yeah. We had the pleasure of speaking to former NHL player and current uh, Blue Jackets assistant coach Dan Highnote, yep. and he said himself. I don't see anything big happen this season, but they have a lot of tools to be special in the future now. Future, yep. I have to agree with that. I, I would too, uh, Jonathan. That Blue Jackets it, it really has kind of flown under the radar. Uh, and you make a great point about all those one-goal losses. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what we will do is after the season, we will have, or at least reach out to him and see if he would be interested in joining us again. And by the way, too, note on again. By the way, too. That Canucks uh, Blue Jackets game that was a final in a in a shootout. Yes, in a shootout. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. So it was one nothing. It was it was zero zero going through three periods plus five minutes of overtime. Yeah. All yeah. right. So that Blue Jackets team played very very well defensively. Yeah, they only got uh, let's see, they got a goal from Maxim Leperrier on uh, former Flyers goalie Sergei Bobrovsky, who's been playing great, Mike. Mm-hmm. Who's yep. Really been playing very, very good hockey for the Blue Jackets. So, yes, yes. Like I said, we will uh, try to get Dan Hynote on with us right after the NHL season concludes, or at least for the Blue Jackets, and uh, maybe we can have him on and talk some playoffs with him. Oh, that would be uh, outstanding, absolutely. Um, I was just gonna—I'm just looking at the standings right now, and we could probably—I mean, if we if we can get him on, uh, that would be shortly right after the season concludes because Columbus, it appears at this point right now, probably isn't making the playoffs, right? No. Okay. Uh, let me see. Da, 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 da. No, they're in the yeah. 11th place. They're, actually, they have a good shot. They're only one point behind San Jose for the 8th spot. All right. I think they were further down. I thought they were much further. They're actually tied with uh, Dallas at 33 points, and Nashville and San Jose are at 34 points, but San yeah. Jose has the tiebreaker there. So. Yeah, I mean, if you take a look at that entire division, if, in fact, Columbus were to get in there, that would mean everybody from the Central Division is going to get into the playoffs. Yeah. Tight, huh? real tight, real, yep. real tight, real tight. Yep. 
Once well, you get past Chicago, once you get past Chicago, it's it's very very tight. Absolutely. Well, you know what? Let's look at this. If the playoffs started today, we would have Pittsburgh versus my New York Rangers, Mike. Yep. New Jersey, Boston, Toronto, Winnipeg, who is in third place in the Eastern in, in the Eastern Conference, Mike. Mm-hmm. Montreal, Ottawa. Out in the West, you would have Chicago, San Jose, Anaheim, St. Louis, L.A., Vancouver, Minnesota, Detroit. Wow. I mean, I think I think both conferences are going to be excellent, excellent playoff games. I, you know, I got. I'm going to go right back to what we were talking about though with the NBA. I I, I think the Western uh, conference is actually a bit more interesting yeah. uh, than the Eastern conference. Well, the powerhouses. You know, the yep. West always has the more powerhouses. In, in, you know, going into the playoffs. But I mean, you look at Ottawa, Winnipeg. I think that's going to be a phenomenal first round matchup. Yep. You know, um, no, excuse me. Would it be Ottawa? No, it would be Toronto, Winnipeg. Excuse me. You know, uh, clash of the Canadians in the playoffs, well, man. Montreal, Ottawa would be awesome. Montreal, Ottawa, you would have, and Toronto, Winnipeg. I mean, you can't get any better than that if you're a Canadian hockey fan. Absolutely. The, the only thing you're going to be crying about is that one of those Canadian teams is going to be knocked out early. Yeah, but you know what? Canadian teams are going to go into the second round. Right. Either way, you know that's something. Uh, yeah, listen, man, we need we need we need more Canadian teams in the NHL. Oh, I agree with you 100. percent Back. Back Quebec. Yep. All right, man. So, yep. oh, yeah, that your, would be... Rangers, your Rangers make the eighth spot right now and would end up playing uh, against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh's on a 13-game win streak. Rangers look a little better, man. They're just spotty, though, unfortunately. So. 13-game win streak. They've got the best uh, plus-minus on goal differential in the entire Eastern Conference. Pittsburgh does at a plus-33. Yeah, second in the league, only behind Chicago. Exactly. Exactly. They have really, really, uh, really uh, Pittsburgh. Uh. <laughs> yeah, they're blowing it up, and uh, you know, getting Brendan Morrow from the Stars is only going to help them. Now, the uh, you know, the, the lot of lot of chatter here in uh, the Philadelphia region because of the Flyers losing last night. A lot of people were putting that game down, uh, indicating that that was kind of uh, the line that that was the line of demarcation for whether this this Flyers team was actually going to get their act together and make a run at the playoffs. And by losing last night as poorly as they did, uh, a lot of people now are writing them off. In fact, and I'll throw this out there just for fodder for a moment, there is uh, there are some who are saying, uh, get rid of Laviolette. Who do you think? Uh, I, I'd be completely opposed to it. Uh, this well, team, this... It's easier to get rid of Laviolette than it is who? Any player on the team. Welcome back to Fan Junkies Race. Sorry, everybody. We had a uh, couple of technical difficulties here, unfortunately. Uh, one of our internet servers just blasted. Completely, completely went down. Trying to get Mike back in with us. Let's see. Uh, yeah. You can get All right, there you go, Mike. Sorry about that, man. Just uh, telling our uh, listeners here, one of our servers went blew up and uh, completely, completely went down, unfortunately. So. Uh, okay, so where are we? <laughs> a few minutes of dead air, unfortunately. Uh, we were talking NFL. Okay. <laughs> oh, excuse me, NHL, I'm sorry. And we were talking about... Well, we were uh, talking about the Flyers. I know yes, that. we were talking about the Flyers. question was uh, Peter Laviolette. Right, I, and, and I've got... Uh, you know, I'm completely opposed to it. I was opposed to uh, the fact we were bringing it up before. I was opposed to the Tampa Bay making that move as they did the other day. If you're going to make the move, make it at the end of the season. Uh, the, the Flyers, this Flyers team just has not looked like 
a team that has gelled right from the very beginning of the season, Jonathan. I don't know what your assessment is or not. You know, I know you're not a big, big Flyers fan, but as a sports fan, if you watch the game, they just don't look like they're together. Yeah. They don't. They don't. And it's a shame. You know, a lot of people are blasting uh, Ilya Brzezgalov early on in the season, even yeah. though he was playing probably the best hockey we've seen him play in a long, long time, especially, uh, you know, out in Philadelphia. And uh, even last night, too, a lot of people blasting him. But unfortunately, when you have a defense uh, like the Flyers have in front of your goalie, man, it's 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 hard just to put the blame solely on his shoulders. Yeah, I, I, you know, it, you know, that's where a lot of people have put the, uh, <coughs> excuse me, put the onus has been on the uh, on the back of the defense. Mm-hmm. At the same time, though, this team just hasn't scored. So offensively, they're not quite there either. Yeah, who's the I mean, uh, leading goal scorer for uh, Philly? Yeah, good question. Um, I'm just looking at I'm looking down the list here of uh, total goals. They're like they're almost dead last in uh, goal scoring in the Eastern Conference. Wow. Uh, they're third from the bottom. Who is the leading goal scorer right now on that uh, team? It wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if it's uh, uh, Voracek. Uh, stats by team. Hold on. Yeah, I was having trouble finding it earlier on today. So. In fact, I'm right. It's Voracek. It is Voracek. What does he have? 14 goals, 20 assists. 34 points in 32 games. What's going on with Claude Giroux? Claude Giroux. 10, 10 goals, 20, 20 assists, uh, 30 points in 32 games. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me it's Voracek, but uh, the guy, he's really been the only uh, spark that they've really, really had. Mm. Uh, and been exciting to watch, by the way, as well. Uh, Wayne Simmons, as well, I think has really been tremendous. Yeah. Um, but Giroux, I know, a lot of people uh, have asked the question and been wondering, you know, what in the world? Well, he had two assists last night. He's doing good on the assist, and he's just not scoring goals, really. Absolutely, and I think there's a lot of pressure being placed on him, uh, particularly by the fan base that is expecting an awful lot from the new guy wearing the C. Yeah, do you, well, you know what? We've heard that in New York a lot with a lot of people who wore the C, Mike, ever since, of course, the captain, Mark Messier, right. on it. Um, you know, when you have a, a big player that uh, is known as the captain right. of your team, it's really hard not to replace him, but to don that C and to try to be – somewhat near as good as he was before. Do you think that's the problem with Claude Giroux? Um, do I? No, I don't. I think that the problem, there, there's something wrong, in my opinion, Jonathan, with the chemistry of this team. Yeah. They just don't seem to be communicating well. Mm-hmm. And you can see it when you watch it on the ice. When you watch their play on the ice, they just don't seem to be communicating well. The other thing that I have not liked for a long, long time has been the style that the Flyers have consistently played, and this seems to go beyond uh, coaching mentalities. In other words, this is not a lobulette thing. This has been something that the Flyers have been doing for years, and that is to be playing this typical dump-and-run kind of game. Instead of working the puck in, instead of working it in, as you see a lot of other teams, going through the neutral zone, passing it around, working the puck through the uh, offensive zone, uh, and, 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 and in deep, they're dumping, they're running, they're throwing guys around. Guys who seem to be running around, hoping that they're going to pick up some sort of rebound or pick up a, a you know, a loose puck in front of the net. I just don't like that style of play at all. Nah, I hear you, man. All right. Well, we'll see what happens with the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Um, if they do happen to make a move, I don't think uh, firing Peter Laviolette though is a good move at all. I agree. I don't with think that, it's Mike. the right answer. That's for darn sure. No, it's not. 
All right, Mike, let's get into a little bit of mock draft. We've got a new mock draft out here today by uh, Nate Davis over at USA Today Sports. Yeah. Going to throw it out here right now. Of course, we always like to throw out the top ten. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs going Luke Jokel, uh, offensive tackle, Texas a Mike, which I told you, be stupid for Reed and the Chiefs to trade that pick. They need Luke Jokel. Yes, and, and more and more, we're seeing uh, the KC Chiefs taking Luke Jokel uh, with that number one pick, so... Uh, we're, and we're seeing it now more and more consistently from multiple mock drafts. Yes. So it appears that that's pretty much perhaps maybe the way it's going to go. Agree. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars taking Shadow Floyd. Uh-huh. Defensive tackle. Yeah, I could see that happening. Uh, number three, Oakland Raiders. Geno Smith going to the Raiders. I just don't see it happening, Mike. I, I just don't see them going Geno Smith, and I've said that before. I, I can't really figure out why I don't see them doing it. Um you know, but at the same time, this is uh, Nate Davis over at USA Today Sports, and I think it's him really looking at it to the point where I think this is where they're going to go, but not actually looking at what holes really need to be filled first. Um, because if you well, look at some of the uh, stuff over at uh, NFL.com, and I'll get to uh, Charlie uh, Casserly's mock draft right after this, who I think is a very, very knowledgeable person when it comes to this stuff. Um, just don't see them going Geno Smith right now, especially with the money that they got invested in Carlson Palmer. Yeah, well, I might agree with you. Um, uh, it's a smart I, move, but I just don't see it happening. I go to uh, I go to something bigger, and that is why the hell Geno Smith is is being put up there as a number three pick. Yeah, exactly. This is a guy, and, and I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep hammering this point away. You know, I follow college football during the uh, regular season. This was a guy at about midpoint through the season. A lot of people were saying. Oh, he would be a third-round pick, uh, at best a second-round pick. Mm. Suddenly, this guy is elevated all the way up to the number three spot. And mind you, uh, this is not the first mock draft I have seen him rank this high. To me, the whole thing is just, you know, we so inflate the quarterback position. Yeah. You know, this is what happens. You know, and particularly this year, as we have stated so many times, a desperate year, desperate year for quarterbacks, and these guys are just getting overvalued, in my opinion. Geno Smith is overvalued to be going as a number three pick. In my opinion, he's overvalued if he's going higher than a number ten. Uh, you know, it's it's been quite a couple of months now since I've seen Geno Smith ranked this high, Mike. A lot of people have had him down towards the number ten pick, yep. as high as number probably seven I've seen or probably since the beginning of February. This is the first dra- uh, mock draft in a long, long time where I've seen uh, Geno Smith anywhere near the five spot, let alone the number three spot. Right. All right, number four, your Philadelphia Eagles taking defensive lineman star Lotulele. I like that for the Eagles. Yep. Um, Detroit Lions, Eric Fisher, offensive tackle, Central Michigan. Cleveland Browns, D. Milliner, cornerback, Alabama. Lane Johnson, offensive tackle, going to the Cardinals. Uh, Chance Warmack, guard from Alabama. First time I've seen him ranked anywhere near this high yes. um, in the draft. Uh, number nine, Mike Jets going Deion Jordan. That makes uh, you happy. It makes me very happy, but that's not happening. I really? guarantee you Deion Jordan does not last past the number six spot. Really? Yes. Okay. Tennessee Titans, Xavier Rhodes, quarterback, ten- uh, going to uh, Tennessee Titans at number ten. Um, you know, to me, uh, you know, Jarvis Jones going down to number 17 on his mock draft to the Steelers. Once again, don't see Jarvis Jones going down that far in the drift. If 
He's there. I see the Jets taking him at their pick, number nine. Um, but let's look at Charlie Casserly's mock draft real quick. Uh, one, Luke Jokel, like we said before. Two, Deion Jordan going to the Jaguars, Mike, and that's where I said I see him going. He's not going to last past the number six spot if the Jags don't take him. Sharon huh. Floyd going to the Raiders. That's where I see him going. He's got offensive tackle out of Central Michigan, Eric Fisher, going to your Eagles at number four. I'm sorry, run that by me again. Eric Fisher, offensive tackle from Central Michigan, going to your Eagles at number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ziggy Ansa, defensive end from BYU, going to the Lions. D. Milliner to the Browns. Uh, Mingo going to the Cardinals. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his first name because looking at it uh, makes me scared. Okay. Geno Smith going to the <laughs> Buffalo Bills, where we've seen him on many, many mock drafts now going to. And uh, once again, Jarvis Jones, offensive linebacker, nine. Wherever Deion Jordan goes in the draft, Jarvis Jones is going to be right behind him. Yep. Deion Jordan, I'm telling you right now, Mike, goes between one and six. In my mind, between one and four, Jarvis Jones will end up going either between seven and ten. I, I, you know, I'm looking forward to the draft to see how uh, accurate you are with your uh, predict on that one. Yeah. We'll see what happens, man. But they, he has uh, Manti Teo going number 25 to the Vikings. Well, I was just going to say, too, um, that, that's how the uh, USA Today one uh, has it as well. Manti Teo, who originally was, well, not originally, but more recent uh, mock drafts, I've seen him uh, ranked uh, as low as, what, 32, I guess? Yeah, I've um, seen him ranked into the second round already. Yeah, coming coming in at number 25 now. Apparently, he had a very good uh, 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 pro day uh, appearance uh, yesterday, I believe it was. Very good. Where he ran a much better uh, 40 uh, than he did uh, during the combine. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Mike, because there's a lot of guys who usually want to stay home during a draft, but they're higher picks, let's say top 10, that go really quick. You know that they're going to go. Manti Teo not going to the draft. Does that hurt his stock anyway? I don't think so. No? No, I really He's don't. in the NBA before. I'm just wondering for the NFL draft alone. He had indicated he had indicated some weeks ago that he was not planning on appearing there anyhow. I think a lot of it had to do with the fallout from, uh, you know, all the issues that uh, were surrounding his controversy. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't think that that necessarily drops his stock at all. Okay. Just wondering. Was a little curious. All right, man, sticking with the uh, NFL trend here, we got to talk about this one over from uh, Simon Samano over at USA Today Sports, uh, reading it this morning. Des Bryant feels that he's going to close in on 2,000 yards receiving, Mike. Mm-hmm. So do I. Um, you think so? No, I think I, I think I feel like I could have 2,000 yards receiving, too. I mean, I, I could easily have, and I've probably had 2,000 yards receiving before in my life, <laughs> uh, you know, in the parks, uh, I just don't see Des Bryant having 2,000 yards receiving. It doesn't, you know, he doesn't seem to be the kind of receiver that would have that. He's uh, not a not a Calvin Johnson type, Jerry Rice type wide receiver. To do that, if I'm not mistaken, you got to have a quarterback that can be protected and throw the ball that many times to him, doesn't he? Yeah. Okay. Well. I'll leave it at I'll leave it at that. <laughs> well, let me ask you this: Last year, you had one thousand three hundred eighty-two receiving yards. Very uh-huh. good, very good. Mm-hmm. As as a team, your wide receiver, if you can get a wide receiver that has thirteen hundred plus yards, that's phenomenal. Right. Um, Twelve touchdowns. Do you see Des Bryant coming near that again? Oh, I think it's very possible. And in Dallas. Yeah, I think it's very possible. How many TDs did he have last year? Twelve. 
All right, and he's saying 2,000 with 20 TDs this year. This is what he's saying, potentially, potentially. Potentially. Now, look, let, let's get it straight, Jonathan. Some of this is going to depend on, and I don't have the Dallas Cowboys schedule up in front of me, but uh, some of it's going to depend upon who the Cowboys actually play. So you've got to look at the defenses of the teams that they're playing. That's number one. Number two, as I pointed out, it, it seems to me you've got to have a quarterback that's going to be protected and be given a bit more leeway, all right, which, which, in my opinion, Romo has not been given, um, to uh, kind of run the offense the way that he thinks it should be run. Yeah. You know, um, now, you know, we know that the Cowboys do not, have not had a running game, so we got to wait and see whether they're going to address that issue. My suspicion would be they're going to address that uh, perhaps uh, in the draft or in the offseason somehow or another. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, a running game could could affect uh, you know offensive numbers as well for for guys like Des Bryant. Mm. Um, Two thousand yards, twenty touchdowns. No, I don't see it happening right now under the current makeup of this team. Yeah. Well, let's look at it this way. Let's compare him to Megatron Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. Calvin Johnson had he was targeted two hundred and four times last year for one hundred and twenty two receptions by Matthew Stafford, who was miserable last year. From a better Tony Romo, and I think Tony Romo played a lot better than Matt Stafford did this season. I'm sure a lot of people do as well. Des Bryant was only targeted 138 times, catching 92. The reason why Calvin Johnson is able to be targeted that much is because there's really nobody else around Calvin Johnson in Detroit. Thank you. I was just going to say that. Go in ahead. Dallas, you got Miles Austin. That's right. Jason Witten. Last year, you had Kevin Ogletree. Right. You got a lot of guys you're throwing to. You're not Megatron. Right. You're not in Detroit, does Bryant. You're not going to – I don't even see him going near the 1,300-plus yards that he did this season, next season. Well, again, I, I go back to, you know, are they going to have a running game or aren't they not? Uh, if they do, I would say no. Uh, if, the, if they don't, as they, uh, as they, they didn't for this particular season, uh, then, then it's, to me, I think the potential is there. But 2,000 yards and 20 TDs, no, I don't see that. Well, let me ask you this right away. Um, who's really out there that they could get if they don't go to the draft? Would you see them trying to sign Michael Turner? Would that be a big fit for them? Uh, no, I don't think he'd be a good fit. No. I don't think he'd be a good fit at all, no. Even, even Well, I mean, they do have DeMarco Murray. Uh, yeah, and hopefully he's healthy. Yeah, so it would be a split-back type Stay thing healthy. if you got Michael Turner in there somehow. Well, if you're going to do a split-back situation, yeah, then, then you could bring Turner in. But Turner's going to – in my opinion, I see Turner for short yardage. Okay. That's 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 my assessment on that one. Okay. All right. The, 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 Turner's not a guy that's going to rip you off – it's going to rip you off eight, uh, nine yards uh, per average. Yeah. That's not going to happen. No. No. But that's what they have the, uh, a healthy DeMarco Murray for. Right. Yeah. So yeah, long as he can stay healthy. Well, well, that's it. We have to see. Is there a team out there that's going to give Michael Turner a potential starting spot? Or could the Dallas uh, Cowboys turn around and sign somebody like, uh, you know, an Ahmad Bradshaw? A better choice, in my opinion. Really? A much better choice, in my opinion. I mean, because he can't stay on the field at all, Ahmad Bradshaw. I I know, but... but, Michael Turner can. But I think he has has more potential for getting you the the higher uh, average uh, averages per carry. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I thought right away that Michael Turner probably would have been the better guy to look at if you don't go after, let's say, a Sean Green or a Reggie Bush. Well, well, well. I mean, you do have, uh, I believe, Peyton Hillis is out there, right? Uh, you got me. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I know Rashard Mendenhall is out there. He hasn't signed yet. Right. 
Cedric Benson is out there. Um, you know, if you don't go after guys like Steve Jackson or uh, Reggie Bush right off the bat, who are you really left with? Felix Jones again? Mm-hmm. Eh. You know, Felix Jones to me is uh, not a good running back. So, Oh, boy. We shall see what happens. But here we go, Mike. We have about uh, a little over 17 minutes left in the show, and let's talk about this real quick. And I'm sure our friends over at Sports Blogger Radio, uh, which will be on tomorrow uh, tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern time. We moved them up a little bit. Ah, okay. And it's the Boston Red Sox. Tomorrow they, at 1, okay. Tomorrow at 1 for the Sports Blogger Radio. Now, Red Sox, Boston Red Sox, offering discounted beer and free food in April <laughs> to boost ticket sales. Yeah. Mike, my question for you. <laughs> Baseball first. What teams other than the Boston Red Sox should be offering free food and discounted beer before a team like the Boston Red Sox do? Uh, uh, which team should? Oh, I was saying this year? The Yankees, probably. <laughs> God, knows they, God knows they rip you off. They rip you off uh, enough. Houston for sure, huh? Absolutely. The, 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 the poor fans down in Houston, uh, you know, and everything you've had to deal with there. Of course, now what? Houston's moving over to the American League this year. Is that right? right? Yeah, so they're going to, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe the change of venue will help that team out. I doubt it because did you look at their roster? Yes, I have. <laughs> they're not going anywhere. Um, another team, Minnesota, has to be one. Um, you look over in the National League. Miami, not only should they be giving out free food and discounted beer, I think they should be giving out free tickets. Oh, God, yes. For what they did to their fans. Uh, There's really not that many teams. You know, if you gave out free beer to the Miami fans, it really wouldn't cost you that much because, well, they don't show up. It's it's true. It is true. But You could do it. You could do it, and it really wouldn't cost you that much. Really wouldn't cost you anything. But that is probably the only team in – Major League Baseball should give out a hell of a lot more than free food to their fan base. How about Colorado? Uh, Colorado? Eh, you know, Colorado's always, you know, they, they're, they're a funny team. They treat their fans real good in Colorado. They're a funny team, aren't they? I mean, they, you know, they, they, could, they could come on and surprise you all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, what a, just kind of, a, kind of a fickle sort of team. You never know quite what to expect from them. They could have a, they could have a really bad season like they did last year, and then – you know, this year they could come in there and surprise everybody and make a wild card. Yeah. What about Chicago? Should they give uh, free food a blow? Oh, boy, oh, boy. You know, listen, the Chicago fans probably are saying absolutely they deserve it. I I, I think they do. <laughs> I also think that they deserve blindfolds as well to see their team on the field. Oh, that's not right. Those poor fans out there, I feel so bad for them. I feel terrible for Chicago Cubs fans. I, 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 I think probably they are probably the best fan base in baseball for sticking by this team. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I give Chicago Cubs fans props. I mean, listen, nobody knows your pain more like I do. Um, you know, my teams may have won championships in the past, but zillions of years in between them. Uh, yes. I'm a Jets fan, I'm a Knicks fan, I'm a Rangers fan, and I'm a Mets fan. I can feel your pain, Cubs fans. But your pain is a hell of a lot more than what I have experienced. I I couldn't agree more. So they really ought to. I mean, yeah. All right. So we're going to lobby. So which teams are we lobbying? <sighs> I got to say Miami. Miami. Okay. So Miami out in the National League, and I'd have to out one team out. in the National League. We're going with Miami. We're going to go after Miami. We're going to encourage them that they give free beer away, or at least lower their prices, as uh, Boston's doing. And up in the American League. Um, uh, yeah, where, where? 
Right now, I, I you know, if 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 you're looking at last season, I say Minnesota, but with the people that they're signing, I have to say Yankees, man. Yankees, I know. That's where I'm going. You know, their fans do so much for them. It's got to be the Yankees. I agree. I think the Yankees, my goodness. It's got to be the Yankees. Are they going to be dead last or fourth place? There's the question. I think that's the only thing that's remaining about that. I don't know. I don't know, but it's 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 definitely going to be something to watch. Yeah. Um, real quick now, NHL. What NHL teams in the uh, you know in the East and in the West should be giving out free beer and free food to their fans? NHL. Let me uh, let me just take a look at this one real quick. In the NHL, which one in? Uh, well, right off the bat, for me, I can tell you right away, it's the Florida Panthers out in the East. Well, the Columbus well, uh, Blue Jackets out in the West. That's a that's a great call. Um, and I have gotten into a lot of trouble in uh, in, in in the past uh, with Florida fans by really slamming their team. Boy, they're pathetic. They really are. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, even last year when they were uh, making a run at things, uh, you could just see that that team just really, really not, not a quality team at all. Um, and and you know, in some respects, they're kind of frauds because they 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 I think they lead their their fan base on to making them making the fans think that they're better than they actually are. Well, yeah. I mean, especially in the season. I mean, you know what? They always seem to open the season looking real good. And then out of nowhere, boom, they're gone. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I, I mean, I don't I don't know what's going on with them. But, uh, yeah, that's the, definitely a team that really needs to uh, to do something. How about the Buffalo fans? How about those poor guys? Buffalo think, fans, Dave, you know what? Buffalo fans, they they've had a lot of good winning seasons. Sure, but do they deserve a discounted beer? I think they do. <laughs> eh. Listen, I listen. I, I I would pick Florida over Buffalo before. Okay. Um, out in the West, like I said, Columbus Blue Jackets. Great fans out in Columbus. I, I I've spoken to a lot of fans over the uh, previous seasons. Um, you know, even a lot of great people inside the organization, but they just cannot seem to put together any type of competitive team. How about that uh, Phoenix team? I mean, those people oh, out there, the, whatever fan base they have that's loyal to them, they keep getting talked about as a possible team that's getting moved. Yeah, no, and, and I agree. You know, they they definitely need to do something for their fans out in Phoenix. But uh, you Free know, beer what? for the fans in Phoenix. Yeah, but you know, you can't you can't blame the coaches that have been in Phoenix. You can't no. blame the general managers that have been in Phoenix because with all of the resources that they didn't have, they still put together some fine competitive teams out there. Mm-hmm. Always love to watch Phoenix. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, let's see. Are we? Uh, do we have a consensus on this? We're going Florida, absolutely in the East. And in the West, Columbus. And in the West, we're going Columbus, or are we going Phoenix? Oh, we're going Columbus. Okay. All right. I'm going all right. Columbus all the way. Well, Phoenix, I want you to know I was there for you for a moment. I was really trying to get you free beer. Okay. Here we go now. <laughs> NFL. NFL. NFC. Right away, off the bat, for me, there's nobody worse. Then the Jacksonville Jaguars out in the AFC. In the NFC, I'm sorry, but I'm looking right at you, Arizona Cardinals. Hmm. You let me know what you got in mind there, Mike. Wait a minute. Now wait a minute. Now wait a minute. Uh, Jacksonville. Oh, I don't know, man. I think you got. I think you got to throw Kansas City in there. Uh, in, it's that fan base. That fan base is very, very loyal to those Chiefs. They are, but you and know what? Fans are very, very rabid down in Jacksonville, Mike. They've been real crap in the past number of seasons. I think they deserve. Do you think the Chiefs fans got to see more winning football than Jaguars fans have never even seen yet in the existence 
of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I I I, I got to go Kansas City on the AFC. Gotta, Jack. They deserve they deserve a free beer. I got to go Jack. I got I got to give it to you. I'm giving you a free beer, all right? No. Go Jacks, man. Not only do you get free beer, you get free food. <laughs> Right now, in, 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 in the NFC, like I said, to me, I got to go. Right? You know, Cardinals have seen some good teams, but they got some damn good fans that have been through a lot with this team. 80s, 90s. You had the Kurt Warner over there for a little bit, some competitive play of football, but then guess what? Boom. Here we go again. You well, got nobody down there. Yeah, the NFC's a little tougher to, to judge on who uh, deserves the free. Well, because you, know, you can look at Tampa Bay. You can look at Carolina. You can look at Chicago. You can look at Washington and Philadelphia, but these are teams that I think that are going to start to give their fans a little something in the future. I just know where Arizona's headed. Now, I think Arizona's got a future. I think that they're going to be okay. I really do. I, I, I truly, truly feel that. Yeah. I think Arizona will be all right. You know, I look at a team like St. <laughs> Louis. I don't know. I think maybe St. Louis deserves a free beer. They do, but uh, you know what? They've had uh, some uh, good you know, good years down there. Yeah, really? <laughs> Thanks to Kurt Warner and Marshall Falk they had. Well, yeah, that was that was a while ago. Yeah, but still, they st- we're talking about legit fans. We ain't talking about bandwagon fans here, Mike. Oh, we're only giving the beer to good fans. With I agree with you. Through the thickest and through the thinnest moments in franchise history. Absolutely. you got to be a diehard fan to get a free beer. Absolutely. You know what? you got a 1999 Super Bowl. That wasn't that long ago. Me as a Jets fan, 1969, that's too long ago. <laughs> Still the same was in 1999. Oh, you know, oh like my gosh. The Super Bowl, I'm dropping to my knees and I'm shedding a few tears. Listen, in the AFC, though, looking it over, I'm just thinking, you know, boy, we could, you could go just about, you could go in numerous places. You could, you go, could go Dolphins, you could you go, go Buffalo, Jets, I mean, you could go Bengals, Cleveland, whatever, you know. My gosh, Oakland. I think people- I, you know what? I, you know what? I think Chargers fans deserve a beer. Uh, Chargers? Yeah. Um, I think Oakland fans deserve a free beer over the over the Chargers. I think Oakland fans deserve Ritalin. <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> but all right, so I, you know, I'll just say this right now: the toss up the NFL. We're going. Wait a minute, we're going. Uh, I, I see. To me, I got to give it to KJ. Yeah, AFC. I got to give it to KFC, uh, KC. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then out in the NFC, I, I mean, to me, it's it's. I don't know, man. It's between Arizona and Carolina, but. Yeah, I would. I I'd have to if if it's if those are the two choices, I go Arizona. Yeah, it's it's tough, but um. All right, now you know what? Let's look at the NBA now, Mike. Uh huh. These are some diehard fans in the NBA. Oh, I got it. I got an easy one. I got an easy one. Oh no! Right, wait. Eastern Conference. Show the Bobcats. Michael Jordan, man, open your wallet. You got to. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah, you, you, you got to make a strong case to me here in Philadelphia for the fact that the Philadelphia fans haven't gotten a free beer, considering we're paying a guy sixteen and a half million dollars to never play a game. Well, yeah, but we, we deserve. Season, but you had some good seasons in Philadelphia, and there's a lot of people to thank. You could thank the Charles Barkleys, the Moses Malones, the Dr. J's, and then even a more recent. The Allen Iversons, the Eric Snows. I mean, you've had some competitive teams that you got to enjoy to watch, though, Mike. I don't think there's anybody down in Charlotte that's been a Bobcats fan since their existence that has enjoyed anything about this franchise. I might agree with you there. That, that, that's a very good point. That's yeah. a very good point. Orlando got to enjoy some stuff. Cleveland got to enjoy some stuff. 
Detroit, Washington, even Toronto at one point got. I was going to say, wait a minute, you got to make a case though for Toronto. How 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 in, how in the world are we not giving Toronto a free beer? They got to enjoy some playoff basketball there, but they are dying. I'll give them a beer. <laughs> Charlotte Bobcats, they ain't enjoying anything down there. I I would agree. I think you might be right. I think not only do I give the Bobcats fans a free beer and some free food, I give them the Hornets name. There you go. I agree. All right. Out in the West, though. Where do we go here? I mean, honestly, to me... It's a tough call. It's 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 Minnesota. Yeah, well, yeah. You know? You got a lot of teams out in the West. San, you know, San Antonio. I yeah, I think it has to be Minnesota. I think you're right. Denver, Clips, Grizz, Warriors, Houston, Lakers, yep. Utah, Dallas. These are all teams that have won or yep. have competed very good to get there. Yep. If you look at it, you know what? You can't even say New Orleans because this is the Charlotte Hornets. Exactly. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right, Jonathan. You hit the. This one's an easy one in the West. It's got to be Minnesota. Got to be Minnesota. I mean, they had some competitive teams as well. But man, when they give you something, they take it right away from you out in Minnesota. Free beer. Free beer Wednesday for the folks in uh, in Minnesota. Absolutely. If you're a Timberwolves fan, that's where you got to go. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, we we'll have to. <laughs> I think we'll draft 115 letters. What do you think and send it out to them? I uh, absolutely listen. We, uh, I'll, I'm going to get right on that. As soon as this show is over, we're going to, I'm going to start sending letters out to all of these teams that we just awarded beers to, uh, just like they did in Kentucky. Because you fans deserve it. But let's talk about that real quick. We got a couple minutes left. A Kentucky recruit received 115 handwritten letters from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Amazing, and uh, I believe the guy's name is Drew Barker, high school quarterback in Kentucky, went to his mailbox to see 115 handwritten letters. And if you want to see the picture of this, go over to no2minutewarning.com. You won't believe it. He has them all spread out on the table, a high school player. Now, what I want to know is, were these 115 handwritten letters, were they all from Mark Stoops? The new coach over there, or were they from just various people and alumni? My suspicion is that they're from different people um, uh, affiliated with the with the team or with the uh, school, rather. Uh, because if you take a look at them, they're all coming in um, and you know in standard stationery uh, from the school. This was an obvious uh, uh, campaign. I mean, this was a campaign that they put together, uh, and I must say, uh, a rather unique one, uh, very innovative. I got, I kind of dig it. Um, this uh, Barker kid is a what? Uh, he's a junior. He's going to be a senior next year, uh, so he would be eligible for uh, for you know he'll be making his decision on 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 college placement uh, by February of next year in 2014. Correct. I think this is, I, I you know Jonathan, I like it. Uh, the, the, it the, the, to me, it's a, there's a touch of class to it. Uh, you gotta like you gotta like what you see here. You know, you hear so many horrible stories about. Recruitment and and the kind of things that are done in recruiting some of these quote unquote top prospects, particularly high school kids, uh, that some of these colleges uh, stoop to. This one's classy. This yeah. is classy. This is a classy move. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, what do you think? I don't know. Uh, you know, considering that it is a high school player, that's okay. We, but you know, when these guys start going after the junior high schoolers, man, and of course we've heard stories about elementary schoolers now getting recruited. I don't know. That's a little uh, stalkish type, but uh, you, you don't. You don't. I mean, look, the kid's gonna be. He's at the end of his junior year. Actually, you know what? What I think is awesome, though, is that these were actually sent in the mail and is 
helping the United States Postal Service stay open. Uh, well, I, uh, here was the question I had, Jonathan, was were they all sent individually or did they all come in one package? And I'm looking at the picture closely, and I really don't see a postage mark on some of these. So I'm wondering if they all came in one big package from UK. I don't know, but I, I am uh, reaching out to uh, Drew Barker and oh, very uh, cool. do want to get on the radio. So we that can would be very that. neat. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to hear from the kid. Really, this I think I, I like the idea. I think it's classy. Absolutely. All right, Michael, that's it for today's show. Once again, we apologize for the technical difficulties in the middle. We had about two to three minutes of dead air. We will make that up to you Friday, like we always do, because that's what we do here best. Um, tomorrow, Sports Blogger Radio, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Fan Junkies Radio Network. Check it out. They're going to be talking Boston Bruins, and they're going to be talking NHL trade, line, trade deadline with the Bruins. And the rumor, Jerome McGinley from the Flames could eventually be a Boston Bruin. It's heating up, and they lead it by a mile right yep, now. yep. Um, also, we have some very, very big news coming up for Wrestle Chat Radio next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. A very, very special guest, an iconic guest that we're going to announce right here on Fan Junkies Radio Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. You'll love it if you're a wrestling fan. I got to speak to him today, and it was a pure honor. And, uh, yeah, you'll hear about that more on Friday. So, as always, FradHouseSports.net. Check out Frat House Mike and his gang. Great, great content. And, as always, FanJunkies.net. Sports Social Network and at its best, 100% free, built for the fan by the fan. So get over there, sign up, all free, we promise you that. Yep. So anyway, thank you once again for tuning in to Fan Junkies Radio. For Mike McShane, I'm Jonathan Ragus. We'll see you all Friday, 1 p.m. That's at 12 p.m. Take care.